On the edge of the dark forest, a man stood in a place where humans were rarely seen, the collar of his trench coat partially obscuring his face. Philip, the Duke of Turan, was dressed in a bespoken charcoal gray suit, the kingdom's idea of a regal costume, taken from ideas they regularly stole from Earth. He lowered his pointy chin when he heard the ancient wizard hobble through the trees, cursing as he progressed. The two moons of Orisaren shined a light on Charmsgood. He was revered among friends and enemies alike as one of the most powerful potion masters on all of Orisaren. A noxious vine slipped across the leaf-strewn grounds, seeking to wrap itself around the wizard's knobby ankles. Don't even think about it, the wizard threatened, pointing a wand just as knobby as his ankles at the vine and talking to it as if it were a person. The vine froze a few inches off the ground and dropped back as it slid away. Why on fucking Orisarin did we have to meet out here? You couldn't come into Virgo? The wizard grumbled. He glared at the man standing in the darkness, surrounded by a cluster of trees. You know the answer to those questions. Philip was much taller and leaner than the wizard. His chiseled jaw was working back and forth as he plodded, hoping things would go his way. You have the gold? I make most of my patrons come to my shop, so you'd better keep your word about paying double for this potion, Charmsgood muttered. He felt around in his shimmering blue robe for something. I wouldn't even be here if the forest near your kingdom didn't need the help. He nodded in the direction of the land of Turan, that bordered the northern side of the forest near the ocean. Many of the human beings who chose Orisaren as their home lived there. The emperor agrees. That's why we've sunk this low, Philip snapped. His impatience and worry were growing. The feud between the kingdom of Virgo and the land of Turan went back for generations and fouled up even the simplest things between them. The wizard fumbled around in his robes, but looked up and stared at the human before him. The lavender of his eyes matched the ring on his finger, a round lavender amethyst. Sunk so low that you're relying on help from a wizard? One of my kind, that's what your people say, I believe. I have half a mind to turn around right now and not give you this. He pulled a cloudy bottle filled with crimson liquid from an inside pocket of his robe. Philip sighed, not at all worried. You only have half a mind, he sneered, tugging the bottle out of the wizard's hand. You're sure this will restore the plants and trees? Charmsgood narrowed his eyes and resisted the urge to turn him into a toad. The nearby creeks didn't deserve that. Besides, this was the emperor of Turan's brother. Mess with a hair on his head, start a war. Give me the gold, he demanded, holding out his hand. You need it badly, don't you? Poor wizards. You create spells and potions, but you still need gold to get the job done. Magical toys, such a sad species. At least I know I'll always be able to eat. The wizard waved his hand, making an apple appear in place of the potion, and back again. 
He was letting his anger get the better of him. Philip shook his head and clicked his tongue. First, answer my question. How does the potion work? Charmsgood squeezed his wand in his hand, fighting the urge again. It was almost overpowering his usually calm nature. It would be for the best if I put my wand into the safety of my pocket. Yes, fine, he sputtered, slipping his wand into his robes. It will restore dying plants and trees. A single drop is all it takes to restore an entire acre. Something swooped through the trees above them. Charmsgood started and looked up, but saw nothing overhead in the lush trees. 